Comfort Zone. Uh, this episode, we are talking about Hereditary. Um, so I had seen this movie before this a couple of times, and neither of you had, right? Oh. Hi, I'm Johnny, and neither I've ne- neither seen it either. Oh. What? Oh yeah, shit! Ah, god damn it! Uh, I'm Joe Boo. Sorry, guys. There's people in the call. Um, it's Johnny and Vicky. Say hi, guys. Oh, this is this is Joe Boo's solo podcast where he talks about Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> uh whatever i got all flustered listening to myself uh, recording the intro the first time and so this went poorly it went better than i expected it to it's going great man yeah sure um anyways so hereditary that's the movie we watched you guys hadn't seen it correct uh, no okay uh did you guys know anything about this movie going in or just that i the things that i had said about it yeah, just what you said about it man I kind of assumed that there was something to do with, like, genetics or, like, something that was passed down. Um, and then from what you said, I kind of inferred that it had to do with ghosts. So you many said ghosts. it was fucked up. Oh, yeah, it, it was. And, it, and I mean... It, it was. Yeah. Well, it turned out to be more like a, just a kind of a normal family drama. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. It was just a, a family coming together, dealing with their problems. Yeah. Mm. Every you family's know. got problems. They came out of it stronger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Some number of them did. <laughs> Some number. I mean, living or dead, they have the power of a devil. Uh, like a trickster god? I, we're sort of uh, getting ahead of ourselves here. of hell. Uh, Paimon is like one of the princes of hell or something, but he's a trickster god. It says that in one of the grandma's books. Oh, I didn't uh, yeah. see that, I guess. Paizan is a very tricksy boy. Pa- Paizan? <laughs> that was his name, right? They're all like, oh, help Paizan. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Uh, what'd you guys think of this movie? Oh, man, it was fucked up. <laughs> it was really good super good yeah uh, i normally don't like like the haunted kind of family or like ghost or witch type movies they don't normally work on me uh but this one did it was really awesome it's really I, well done. I actually watched more than i thought i would of this movie so i mean i guess that's good but uh what percentage do you think you watched of it uh <laughs> maybe like 75 actually that's not bad so there's only like i don't know two or three scenes in this movie that are like move scenes where you'd want to turn her away right there's like the one where she's groating herself and cutting her head off yeah my guess is you didn't watch that uh yeah uh yeah you get to a certain point and then the whole movie you don't know whether or not it's going to be one of those scenes or not yeah well and like the beginning where the the daughter's head flies off oh i saw that oh yeah, I guess it happens pretty quick, right? Yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it was not... It was like... <laughs> the direction of the movie previous to that scene was very different. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> so, one thing about this movie, and I don't know if you guys uh, knew about it at all, or if you 
um, I guess the daughter's face is on the cover of the Blu-ray or the streaming thing on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, but it seemed from the, like, marketing that the movie was going to be about the little girl, about Charlie, Mm -hmm. uh, and then her head gets cut off in the first, like, 20 minutes. I mean, ultimately, it was kind of about her. Yeah. But yes, I also see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was about it. I mean, it was about the mom dealing with her grief, really, or the whole family dealing with it. Um, but specifically, the mom. Right. Well, yeah, it definitely was. In that she doesn't. I mean, she handles it poorly. <laughs> she tries to like go to groups and stuff. Yeah. Which is good. They just happen to have witches in the group. Mm. Which is not yeah. normal. Um, so... I also don't know why she was sneaking out. They I, they probably explained that in the movie, and I just don't remember. Why was she sneaking no, out? No, they didn't. No, they definitely didn't. So that's one thing that I think is like the weirdest behavior in this entire movie. Uh, I don't know if I talked to either of you guys about this, but um, she's just like, says to her husband, I'm going to go see a movie. And he says, okay. And then she yeah. leaves. And it's like, uh-huh. That is a very strange interaction. I don't know that I've ever just, like, on a whim, gone up to my wife and been like, Hey, wife, I'm gonna go see a movie. I'm just gonna leave by yeah. myself. I'm just gonna go see a movie. I'm gonna tell you nothing about it. Oh, did you yeah. not know that there was a movie out I wanted to see? Like, that was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it means it means that that's normal for them, right? Like, they're not a normal couple. Yeah, I guess. Maybe she's, like, big into movies? I just thought that part was weird. It is um, weird. I think they all... She did mention something about, like, going to group therapy for help previously, but didn't mention for what. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's kind of implied that whatever she was getting that help for, she didn't want to have to talk to her husband about again. Right. Um, also, he's, like, a um, psychiatrist or something. Psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, something like really? that. Yeah, he is. So she might not want it, have wanted to, like, told him that she's going to a support group to avoid, like, him psychoanalyzing her, because I think that would be really uncomfortable, potentially. Yeah, but if he's a psychologist, he should know that he shouldn't be doing that to his wife. Well, yeah, and he probably wasn't, because he was amazing. Yeah, Gabriel Byrne yeah. was pretty much the hero of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I kind of want to go semi-chronologically through this movie, uh, just because, like, Sort of a lot happens, and there's a lot to unpack in a lot of different parts of it. Um, this is not something I want to do regularly, but we're going to go sort of th- chronologically, uh, and luckily, Vicky has a very good running diary of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, oh, no. Okay, so I guess... Um, I want to start off, well, yes. Uh, the treehouse is sort of creepy. It's very good. I didn't catch, like, the Baba Yaga-ness of it when I was watching it, but once Vicky mentioned that, I was like, yep, that's what it is. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also, uh, at the very beginning, so uh, if you watch this movie multiple times, which I'm sure both of you guys have. Mm. <laughs> uh, John, Are we talking about Joe House? No. Uh, no, I didn't watch it multiple times. Okay. Because uh, you, you told me that uh, after watching it, you were like, I sort of want to go back and watch yeah. it. Uh, but also, I never want to watch this again. Yeah, both those things. Still true. Um, but you can yep. see it the be- towards the beginning. Um, 
Charlie is up in her room and it pans out to outside the house and you can see like steam go across the um uh frame uh like someone's breathing outside and it's not super obvious the first time so uh yeah so you can see when you watch this movie again you see how basically this cult is seeding all of this stuff the whole time yeah um, like in this sort of the symbolism of the dollhouse and how they're getting basically just manipulated the whole time is very good. Yeah. yeah. And like the opening scene going into in through the dollhouse right into mm. uh, the son's room, Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you guys think of him? Like the Fun? performance? Yeah. Like the, the actor's performance, I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was going through a lot of really hard emotions, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like he's sort of... Oh, what were you going to say, Vicky? Oh, no, I was just saying, like, teenage boys don't really process emotions very well, so I'd... <laughs> yes. That so, is a thing like that happened opinion. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just interesting. Yeah. It was good. Um, I... There are parts of it that I think are a little over the top. Um, like when they're doing the seance and he's, like, screaming, screaming, screaming. Or when she's having her dream, and he's like, why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? And, like, screaming. Mm. I, think, I thought it worked. It didn't seem over the top for me. They, I think they set up that there was a history there, and it made sense for him to be yelly and emotional. Yeah, like she tried to light him on fire once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that would strain the relationship, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, like, I mean, maybe he should get a lock on his bedroom door. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he should have let his mom kill him. Uh. No? Is that just me? Well, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Well, no, so she was, that was her subconscious, or at least I believe that was her subconscious trying to kill him so that they couldn't turn him into a prince of hell. Oh. The same reason her brother hanged himself. Right, right. That yeah, that's a very good. Uh... Oh. So I I kind of think it's more of the witches manipulating her to create kind of a distrust. Yeah, but that was earlier. So, um, before they were trying to get Pyman into him when that happened, like he was much younger then, I believe. Yeah. Because I believe Pyman was in Charlie before she died. Really? Yes. I think that's why the grandma was so sort of taken with her and why her name was Charlie. Well, no, she said that grandma wanted her to be a boy. Right. I think Pyman can only enter into a boy, and I think they Mm -mm. killed Charlie so that they could also put Charlie in Peter and then put Pyman in Charlie Peter. Mm, So it says in the book that Pyman prefers... A male host hmm. in the book that she's reading about Pyman it just says he prefers a male host and I think they tried to make Charlie basically as, as much of a boy as they could and Pyman was inhabiting her until they could find somewhere else to put him I guess Peter was definitely a Charlie Peter when he walked into that while we're getting towards the end of the movie we can come back to this no that's fine I don't I don't mind I just there's certain things in the movie that I because he hit. clicked his tongue right and that means oh, that God, it's Charlie yeah. Or it's like Pyman. He, he picked himself up off the ground. 
I don't remember that. I don't know oh, if Paimon, <laughs> they summoned Paimon until the very end. No, Paimon is why he gets up off the ground. You see the light go into him. I thought that was and Charlie. Then he stands up. It could be either way. You've seen it more than me. You're probably right, but... I assume it's Paimon. Like, the... the Paimon being in Charlie is, like, my theory about what's going on there. It's not, like, a... I think an accepted thing, but it's what it seems like. Because she was so attached... The grandma was so attached to her. She was always the grandma's favorite. She dresses sort of like a tomboy. Um, is always right. making weird, scary toys that look like Paimon. Like, yeah. Yeah, and the, the mom does mention, like, that she has her claws sunk into her, like, she she yes. got Charlie. Yeah. Also, at one point at school, uh, Peter's, like, there's this lady saying, like, uh, I cast you out, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Like, is she gone after that? <laughs> I think is she was just, like, anymore? working on it. Um. Oh. Like disconnecting Peter's soul from his body or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Creepy. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um. So, I want to talk really quick about Charlie's death. Um. Clearly, I don't think either of you saw that coming. No. <laughs> uh, Vicky, in fact, said in chat, uh, at least he's a good brother and is taking her to the hospital. And then just yeah. all caps, oh my god, oh my god, seven exclamations, oh my god, three exclamations. Yes. <laughs> just a regular, same... oh my god. And then a holy the shit, that's a lot. Process. <laughs> it's a, it is a lot. Yeah. But then, like, looking back, it's like, oh man, there was the symbol in the in the post that they, they drew by earlier. Like, it all, like, adds up. This movie does a really good job of sort of seeding all of these things. Yeah. Um the son's reaction to that and like what he did is uh I would say upsetting to me. Yeah, just and like he just shuts down. Yeah, it sort of makes sense. I think he's like in shock and high. Yeah. Uh um, I think mostly in shock. Yeah. But also he's got the weed in him. Yeah, which I think could be in the movie or not i don't think that necessarily matters yeah um but he just like doesn't say a word leaves his most of his sister's body in the back of the car and just goes and has a lie down yeah and it's just deeply upsetting and it was really weird when he turned and he, he broke fourth wall and he looked straight at the camera and he was like don't lose your head <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was sort of strange. I, most of this movie is really good. That scene sort of lost me. So it like broke the out a little bit. Yeah. At the same time, though, like, what do you do? I mean, probably like tell your parents and call the police or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it really works because you'd like you don't see it happen. The camera's not on Charlie when it happens, right? So you're like, maybe he can save her. Like, maybe you should keep going to the hospital, and you don't see anything until the next morning. You're like, oh yeah, no, hospital was kind of out. <laughs> When you see her head in the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the mom ants. just like yeah, that was nasty. sobbing. Um, the mom is incredible in this movie. Her performance yeah, is so good. good. Yeah. Um, it's just I have so much of what she does. Like I, I can sort of understand and empathize with her, but it's so like disturbing. 
I uh, mean, her profession is weird. Is yeah. that her profession? I don't understand the dollhouses. She was like, making a them for a show. Yeah. Okay. A dollhouse show? You don't you don't go to those? I guess. Or is it just like a hobby and some people who are like into her mom's cult were like, oh, you should come show us this. Or is she like an artist and was showing like, this is like a show about my life and like what I'm like? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was for her profession up until she made scenes of like what was happening. I think that was just her going crazy. Yes, very clearly. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not something you Burr. like. Yeah. Uh, so I think like that's what? it's a it's a coping mechanism, right? Like in those yeah. scenarios where she's creating those scenes, she's in control. Yes, I understand. Where, right. Yeah. Um, it was just creepy. When did you guys start to get the idea that her new best friend, there was something, like, off? Uh, when she was, like, completely fine. What do you after mean? After doing that seance. Oh, the seance in general. Like, that's... If oh, anybody no, 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 I mean, like... Seance. Like, when... Before she did it with the mom, but, like, when she was, like, completely, like, super into it, craft store, parking lot. Oh, yeah, when she was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Why don't you come be my yes. best friend forever while we talk to freaking this Satan? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, even at that point, like, I wasn't 100% sure that there was actual supernatural things happening in the movie. Oh, no, I was for sure. <laughs> Are you like, sure during the well, seance? The name, of the, movie's, the name of the movie's hereditary, and they do mention, like, her family having... Uh, mental disorders right like schizophrenia and stuff like that yeah disassociative disorders um, yeah so like up until the end of the movie i was like mm, i don't buy that it's magic <laughs> until sure. the decapitated corpses came in and started kneeling once Jesus. once the glasses started moving with like clearly yeah. nobody i really, I, mean, like, I love that i think it was the dad just like calmly just leans over to check under the table right right just like well just let's just rule out magnets <laughs> yeah i know that creeped me out <laughs> that <laughs> shit like that her the seance in their house where they talked to charlie uh using air quotes <sighs> there uh was that that scene was very good uh <laughs> I, I don't really have words to describe how it makes me feel. Basically, every every interaction between her and her son from about the halfway point on, I just I have no words for it. It's so horrifying. Yeah, I didn't watch half of that scene. <laughs> yeah, <scary>. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were talking about history of mental illness in her family? Yeah. Uh, where I that's talking about her brother killing himself and saying that they were shoving people inside of him, right? Yeah, and they also mentioned like she had uh, her her mother, so it'd be like the grandmother or great grandmother of the kids um, had issues as well, and like other people just on that side of the family had mental disorders. Okay. 
but yeah, definitely. Like you, you looking back on it once you, once I actually understood or. Yeah. So like the the, when it finally clicks, sort of why her brother killed himself and said the stuff about having people crammed inside of him, and yeah. uh, why mm. potentially why she was trying to murder her own son. Um, that was kind of like a, a holy shit moment like this movie it just seeds everything that it does so well and like you get to the end and then you just trace backwards all the stuff that's happened and it's like oh my god yeah it sets it up really well it's just really scary (laughs) yes it's very scary we should talk about that um (laughs) so so how scary was this movie let's get let's just say compared to the other movies we watched and then to other movies generally that you've seen, like horror movies. Is this oh. the scariest one? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, well. Vicky's uh... gonna say The Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm like, we went from zero to a hundred real quick, and uh, it was just in general like scary so i don't know it was like i wasn't scary uh you're uh, sort of breaking up i think vicky um what part i have no idea okay well the conjuring was like constantly scary yeah and disagree (laughs) okay we get it you didn't like the conjuring all right anyway um hereditary went from zero to a hundred real quick yeah didn't know when it was going to get scary, but I knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. Scarier because I didn't know when it was going to be the scariest, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And even when it hits the point that I think is the scariest, even at that point, it's still like, even watching it now, I'm just like, uh, still expecting it to get more and more and more and more. Uh, and it sort of does. It's just, it gets emotionally more and more and more and more instead of just particularly scarier i think yeah yeah and i think i think one of the reasons that is that it feels really it feels real right like i so i think one of the reasons the contract doesn't work on me is because at no point when i'm watching that do i feel like that's a real story right um whereas the hereditary takes its time makes you feel like you're experiencing a real family going through a hard time um, and then it just gets worse and then worse and then ridiculously worse. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where at the end, like, you kind of believe that that supernatural shit could happen. Yeah, and I think that part of the difference between, like, Hereditary and The Conjuring, um, it's sort of the reason why I think that The Shining is so much scarier than The Conjuring is because yeah. it's using the supernatural stuff as sort of a... Uh, metaphor for what the family like is actually going through or what grief actually does to people so like when the mom is like flying and shit like obviously that's not a thing that could really happen but the emotions that's powering that and like what she's actually going through is very sort of understandable because this is her grief manifesting right this is her losing her mother and her daughter within the space of what like a week Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that time was a little weird. It might have been 
It might have been months. It could have been years. It could have been a hundred years. Who knows? <laughs> but close to close together, and really losing her daughter the way she did, like such a horrific mm-hmm. way. Um, so it sort of grounds the paranormal stuff and is like, this is what's what's causing it, and it's not just like a witch. Although I don't mind witches. Um, I don't judge. So I think that's part of what makes it so much more sort of powerful than The Conjuring. Um, Plus there's a lot less children. So like if you're going to have children in a movie, two's a good number, three works, probably don't do five exactly identical children. Probably not. <laughs> um, Johnny, did you answer how scary it was? Compared it's very to other scary. Movies? It's a very scary movie. <laughs> Just kind of all around. I don't know how much more I have to add to that. Okay. Um, I think this is my favorite horror movie that I've seen. Um, I've seen not a whole lot of horror movies. I've seen uh, a few more than you guys, I think. Uh, But this movie just blew me away. I immediately wanted to watch it again. Um, I think that says a lot about me, maybe, that I got to the end of this movie and was like, that was dope, let's do it again. No, like, I get it. Like, I 100% get it. But yeah. also, no. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Percent with Johnny. <laughs> um, so, and I think this is probably the scariest movie I've seen. I don't know. I at least can't think of anything scarier than this. Uh, no. Yeah. So this movie rules. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> I watched it like four times in the last like two months. Jeez. Yeah, it's. I want to say that you get to. I've been like desensitized to it, but uh, not really. I still get very upset when the husband catches on fire. Yeah. Um. I really liked the husband. I also think he's sort of an interesting character. So, this is something I was thinking about recently, the last week or so, about the husband and how, sort of, the son and the mom both have very different but poor reactions to what happened right neither of them handled the grief particularly well like the mom obviously just goes completely insane um the son seems to not handle it very well um we're specifically talking about charlie's death charlie's death yes not the grandma yeah, Who cares I, about so the grandma? i don't know i don't know how well you would expect peter to deal with it i think he actually handles it pretty good for what went on because he's not just dealing with grief he's dealing with guilt and yeah right but he also becomes emotionally weakened enough that uh pyman can take him over whereas the dad doesn't like he just he sort of just soldiers on Mm -hmm. um and i think it's interesting that he's a uh mental health professional and he is the one who is not overcome by his grief who sort of and he sees what's going on with the wife and understands or sees sort of what his son is going through um and it's just sort of a rock and is unaffected really by the supernatural stuff until he the wife uh basically tricks him to setting himself on fire that part was well, not I think, great i think i think she got tricked i think i think every action yeah. in this movie was the be the witch coven or whatever manipulating every single I member of this family into doing what they did i sure on some level but also 
she handed him the book and said, you put this in the fire after she already had determined that if you put it in the fire, you catch on fire. So... Wait, how did she figure that out? Because it happened to her. You may not have watched that part. But I don't think... Nope, I didn't. Did he (laughs) throw it in the fire, or did she throw it in the fire? No, he didn't. She did. Right, so she saw that if she puts it in the fire, she burns. Right, but she was trying to get him to do it. She was like, you throw this in the fire. He must have thought that it wouldn't affect him. No, I think she wanted him to burn to death instead of her. I, no, I think she saw that when the book is burning, it burns her. And so she wanted her to die. Mm. That's way more like, generous than I'm willing to be here. And then something happened with, with the picture. I think it has to do with what the what's drawn in the book, right? Because at the time when she lit it on fire, there was something drawn in the book that was her. And then later there's a bunch of dad's face in the book like a million times right oh jeez this is why I didn't watch this part <laughs> <laughs> so I think because his face was in the book and the pages those pages burned then he burned oh no which is not something that she had figured out yeah maybe I'm still unwilling to be that generous towards her in this scene I just don't think she's purposefully manipulative yeah uh, yeah, maybe. Crazy, what was that, Vicky? Uh, I was just saying, she was definitely crazy, though. Yes. She had some issues. Um, so let's talk about, I think the rest of the parts of this movie I really want to hit will probably get through in the next couple sections. So let's move on to Scariest Scene. Um, I know mine, it's, uh, but let's go to you guys first. Uh, Vicky, what do you think? The scariest part? Yeah. Uh. Um. Something in the end. <laughs> Just like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Honestly? <laughs> yeah? Uh, oh, no, you know what? I think it was when he was in the classroom and he was hanging himself. Yeah. That was creepy as fuck. That part was very good. That's, I think, the um, sort of most. My favorite part of his performance was that scene. Uh, Just the, the physical work? Yeah, and it was it was pretty nuts. Like it's scary. Yes. It, like, <laughs> yeah. I think that scene's just a metaphor for, like, every middle schooler's fear of having to go up in front of the class and having an erection. Strange. He's in high school. He's definitely in high school. <laughs> So, what was so scary about that scene to you, Vicky? Just that it was in the middle of the day, in school, like, not in their house, weird shit goes on, but, like, in school. Yeah. And it's Surrounded time... by your peers. Yeah, and it's, like, during the daytime, which is not when you expect bad things to happen in horror movies. Yeah. Uh, the scariest part for me, I think, was... Uh, it was on Peter in his bedroom, and it's kind of close up on his face, but you can see behind him, and it's his mom is like in the corner. Yeah. And, like, his his head kind of turns, and she kind of like scuttles out behind him. He was and, like, Yeah. So the whole movie did a really good job of just having like he can see his sister in the corner. Oh no, it's just like a pile of this is like a jacket or something. Yeah. So everybody. Yeah. Uh, I could tell immediately oh, no. that Vicky hadn't watched this part, uh, because it's oh, clearly no. the scariest part of the entire movie. It's maybe the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no! So, 
he's just it's just zoomed in on his face and the background oh, is no. mostly dark and then you just sort of catch an outline in the corner and the more you look at it it sort of like fades in and it's his mom Are you telling me? just like hanging up in the corner and then she like Jesus. scuttles out of the room on the wall it's i i like physically recoiled when i first saw her the first God. time that's now i'm scared <laughs> yeah it's, yeah you, you should be it was very good it's <laughs> i think by far the scariest thing in that movie um followed by the scene later in the movie where it's again peter standing there and you just sort of start to notice that there's a naked woman in the background who knows how long she's been there and then his mom from where the naked person is his mom runs out after him i didn't see either of those things yeah yeah and that uh for the best grinning guy because you saw him at like the funeral or whatever and you're like oh that guy's kind of a creep and then he shows up and he's naked later yeah the naked like, people oh, you're a witch i knew it so this cult i didn't know it is not an overly attractive cult <laughs> they're just normal people sure but some normal people are like attractive and some of some them normal aren't people wear clothes when they go over to other people's houses sure but i mean we're assuming that they're in a death cult so they're gonna get naked right is that <laughs> step one join death cult step two take off all your clothes don't need them anymore yeah right seems right i i don't know it doesn't it doesn't seem right it seems like you'd want to put on like more clothes yeah probably it also seemed pretty cold out there sometimes <laughs> they're like in the woods it was well established that it's very cold outside Multiple yeah. times, both parents yelled at Charlie for not wearing shoes or something. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, so you two actually hit my, like, two scariest scenes. Uh, so let's just talk a little bit about the seance. That's probably my third one. Oh, no. Right? That was also scary. <laughs> yeah. So the fire, like, basically that whole scene, I think, was really good. Um, and... That's when I started really thinking that there was something wrong with the um, other woman. That she wasn't just, like, channeling her grandson, right? Something like that, yeah. And that something actually, like, malevolent was happening because the uh, Charlie spirit, I guess, was, like, very aggressive. Yeah. Um, and the that's where the there's the big fire thing and, like... Uh, window like or some glass shatters or something right am i thinking of the right scene uh sounds right it's been a little bit yeah i very clearly remember this scene that i'm saying is like the third scariest um <laughs> but it's overshadowed a little bit by other scenes yeah and uh it's also very scary yeah i thought the scene was really good and i really like the dad's reaction who just like has he's had enough of this shit he turns the light on it's like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah You're scaring our son. my reaction right like come on guys we'll yeah do it. um oh. okay uh let's move on to favorite part uh johnny what was yours oh man favorite part uh what does you that can, even mean you can this take some liberties with that <laughs> i mean it was great yeah, I mean, you can, 
uh, most impactful part or something. I, th- I think the whole scene with him, like starting with he wants to go to a party and mom's like, well, you got to take your little sister because that's very relatable and just sort of like mm-hmm. everybody's been there and at that point he's like this kind of defeats the fucking purpose of going to the party in the first place but whatever and he goes and it's like that whole scene is just sort of like super real right yeah and it it i think it's that that's kind of the the fulcrum the turning point right where it it turns from just sort of a, a rough kind of weird drama about grief into something that's fucking wild yeah hmm and it was really well done. I also really like that they uh, confront that later in the movie when they're arguing over dinner and the mom is oh. all pissed off at him for never being sorry and not apologizing or anything. Um, and he's like, well, she shouldn't have even been there. You made her go. Like, that yeah. specific argument I think I've had with my parents. Not, I mean, <laughs> not about me decapitating my sister, but, like... That's good. If you didn't make me go do this thing, the bad thing wouldn't have happened. This is your fault. Right. Like, that's, that's a, super... a very human way to deal with that situation, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and it's super relatable. And, like, things like that remind you that these are, like, real people. Even when the mom is very clearly losing her mind. And the son is probably as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, how about you? Oof. Uh, so sort of in the same vein I so grief like how they this movie made me very uncomfortable but that was good because like it it made it like I was very invested in it like it uh, I don't know I felt it was very well done yeah I think the movie, I didn't like well I didn't not watch any of it you didn't not watch any of it. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> it makes sense grammatically. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what sort of makes this movie stick with you, right? Is that just the the betrayal of grief is very real feeling. Um, yeah. And assuming you just take the supernatural stuff all as sort of metaphor, uh, it's a very sort of real movie about it family dealing with their grief in very sort of real seeming ways um it just also has all of uh a prince of hell who is going to inhabit the sun uh and like, the grandma in a death cult so you're going with the meta the supernatural stuff being a metaphor what would the dad burning up be a metaphor for uh sort of the the rock getting torn down by all the the irrational griefing processes of his family Mm. yeah or um, sort of refusing to seek the help that you actually need uh, since he is uh, some sort of mental health professional Mm. something like that or just about how the things that you do to your uh, loved ones who are just there trying to help you Mm. something like that no, that's good. Like it. Uh, so my favorite part. Uh, this is sort of in a different vein than what you guys have been talking about. So my favorite part is after the accident when 
uh, the dad comes up to the mom and she's working on her models and it's <laughs> it's a model of the accident and he, his response is like Jesus Christ what if Peter sees this and yeah. she just like looks at him like he's a crazy person it's like well what do you mean like what, do you, what is he going to feel and think if he sees this like it's an objective view of the accident he won't think anything of it yeah that's amazing like that part i crack up at that part every time it's yeah. like some much needed levity in the movie um it very it demonstrates what the mom is sort of going through mentally very well and it's just very funny and the little tiny child's head is funny Maybe it's not supposed to be, but it is. And like the little tiny blood splatter, it's like I've, I've painted basically that, but in Warhammer. So, um, I really like that part. That's very good. Um, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about the last, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. The parts that Vicky didn't watch. <laughs> Should we re narrate them? Can Maybe. I can I say something really quick before we do this though? Yeah. <laughs> I wanna complain about how they don't have a fucking EpiPen on them. Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. Attention, we don't have an EpiPen on us. You know your daughter is <laughs> could have an allergic reaction to something. You should bring so, an EpiPen. I don't think she's allergic to nuts. I know they had the scene in there where they were chopping the nuts. Um, I think that was sort of a red herring. I think she had a fucking witch curse on her. Yeah, I think that too. Like, because I mean, nobody mentioned nobody here, mentioned like... anything about a nut allergy, right? Like when mom's going off on Peter about the shit that he did, she's not like you. You know this about your sister, and you should be watching her more careful or whatever. I mean, that's maybe that's because ultimately she didn't die of the nut allergy. She died of getting decapitated by a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like in the movie, they specifically mentioned we don't have an epipen on us. Oh, did they? I missed that part. I was like, why the fuck would you not have an epipen if you know your daughter can have an allergic reaction to something? Anyway, I mean, okay, we, that's we just brought that up because she her her throat was swelling. Mm. It also could be that, like, the brother doesn't probably carry an EpiPen around, and I wouldn't be surprised, that surprised, if she just, like, forgot one or doesn't normally carry one, because at school, the teachers would have EpiPens, or, like, the office would have EpiPens. At home, the parents probably control the EpiPens, right? So it's not they that didn't surprising. Bring one. Yeah, right. And the son was right. super horny and anxious to get high, and. No, 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 not that one. Like, at the funeral for the grandma oh so you're saying earlier in the movie they mentioned yes. not bringing an EpiPen and it was a really good setup for later yes. it makes yeah. me mad but I still don't oh you mean your your anger is not at the part where she actually needed the EpiPen you're fine with no them. I mean also that Are, but like but, why wouldn't you but what you're prepare? mad about is that the parents didn't bring an EpiPen both. Okay. Early. Okay. I mean, I uh, it's more understandable that the brother wouldn't, but still, like, fucking bring your sister. You bring an EpiPen. Yeah, or have one in your car or something. I mean, this the yeah. movie would have been a lot less good if he was just like, oh yeah, your 
You're good. Stab, stab. Yes, I understand. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm willing to hand wave any kind of small gripe like that. Um, <laughs> because I think it could be explained by the the witch's coven's manipulating them and distracting them from what's important and just all in all just sort of fucking with them. Yeah, and so you get that it's sort of premeditated from the, like, symbol on the, the um, post that she gets decapitated on. Yeah. So, like, they could have very easily been like, you will forget your EpiPen. <laughs> ah. I kind of feel like the girl that's in Peter's class is a young witch. Oh, the hot one that he wants to bang? Yeah. Uh. Oh, because she, like, turns around and looks at him sort of knowingly when he's, like, freaking out? Yeah, and she just sort of, like, stares at him. Maybe and also she's because just like, he's, that she, really like, was good. <laughs> and because she's sort of the focus of his attention at the party and distracts him from Charlie and what Charlie's doing. Yeah, I'd buy that. I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, it would be a much more solid argument if she was actually, like, in, up in the treehouse at the end. Hmm. Yeah, but they probably didn't want to have, like, naked high school girl at the end, you know? She could have been wearing a toga. Some of the other people were. Were there people who were not decapitated who were wearing clothes? They had, like, sheets over them. There, it was kind of like a toga party. Okay, so like a toga optional party. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own toga or not, but if you don't, you're going fucking naked. Yeah, so my eyes, that whole, like... The whole last like five minutes are just like glued on Peter, like yeah, his just like watching him and like the sort of resignation is so just like crushing and it's so sad. Yeah. Oh God, why fuck? <laughs> fuck. Um, so yeah, do you guys want to talk about the end a little bit? So I guess Satan and Paisan are real, huh? Like, this movie kind of solved that? Yeah, I guess. Um, I was really happy when... Uh, well, first off, we should talk about the sort of flying, self-groating elephant in the room here. <laughs> yeah. That is maybe the single... That and the part where the mom is trying to get into the attic and it's just like... Crawling on the ceiling, slamming your head into the door... She was knocking on the door with her face. Yes, very aggressively. Fuck. Um, those are maybe the two most, like, upsetting images from this movie. This movie full of upsetting That's... things. I didn't um, watch them. No. And she's just like... <laughs> the, Especially when she's killing herself, or cutting her head off, I guess she doesn't... It's unclear to me what how much of her dies there. Um, but when she's just like floating up in the air like cutting her head off with like piano wire is this really yeah you really should should watch the end of this movie yeah it did not shy away from it i told lucas not to tell me what was happening at the time oh man he should not listen to you told me later yeah it's very it's uh i would say a powerful image um yeah do you think do you think that who do you think uh took grandma's corpse uh yeah it was mom nah death cult 
And then they snuck into the house and put it in the attic? They very clearly can do that. There's a naked person in the house that yeah, turned sure, into mom. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm not, I'm not doubting it. It just seems like mom can sleepwalk and steal corpses and stuff. Yeah, but when mom sleepwalks, she does, like, anti-Pyman things. I will see. I, I disagree. I think all of that was to create mistrust and divide oh. the family apart. Yeah, I, I feel pretty strongly that it was her subconscious trying to prevent all this from happening. You I think subconsciously... Subconsciously, she knows her mom was clean witch and was trying to kill her own family. I don't think she knows that much, but she knows. I think that she knows that there's something like this going on with her brother, and knows that her mom is trying. That there's something wrong and going on with her mom and what she does, or that she had like yeah. felt the things that they're doing and she knew that she had to prevent it. Subconsciously knew she had to prevent it. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there because she has a whole box full of like how to be a witch books and doesn't really pay much attention to them until later in the movie. Those are the grandma's books of how to be a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but she knows they're there, right? I don't think she knows what they are, though. I don't think she knows that they're there until she's going through the books and finds them. Like, going through her mom's stuff and finds them. Yeah. But if she has any idea that... Well, I don't think she does. I don't think... I don't think she consciously has any idea. Like, I don't think she knows that she knows what's happening, if that makes sense. There's a lot of layers to this movie. Mm. Yeah, it's like an ogre. Hmm? What? Sorry. <laughs> I understood that reference. That's good. That, that's good. Um. <laughs> and then, uh... The third most upsetting thing in this is the two decapitated corpses kneeling to Pyman, which is one of the corpse's sons. Uh. What? Yeah. Yeah, you really didn't watch the last, like, 20 minutes of this movie at all, did you, Vicky? Uh, um, sort of. So they go into the Baba Yaga house, and, yeah. uh, there's, like, a, a weird, like, wicker statue of Pyman. I saw that. And they're all praying to it, and then there's Peter walks up and kneel, kneeling or like bowing down at the front are two decapitated like corpses, and it's his grandma and his mother. Oh. Yeah, like prostrating. Yeah, and then he gets crowned and is a prince of hell or a trickster god or both. It seems a little weird because it seems like what the death cult slash witches want is. Uh, wealth and prosperity and they're they're willing to go to crazy like why don't they just get a second job (laughs) well i think that like your second job is like that's pretty good but i think that if you are like the right hand of uh a hell man then i think your job opportunities are just like slightly larger you know so like they could have got they could have gotten a second job but that's like sort of a side grade right like you like sort of double your income then probably not actually double because you're not working like 80 hours a week but like you right. exponentially grow it if uh someone who is closely associated with satan comes and takes over the world and is like here you have some gold i assume like, that's that's what hereditary part two is it's sort of like the aliens where they just changed the genre completely and now it's just like a demon killing fucking action movie 
Uh, no, I think it's like a demon political thriller. Oh, With like different demons and like uh, demon factions, like you it's know, all trying about to legislation. Yeah. Your yeah. human laws don't restrict me. Yeah, something like that. I can drive in the HOV lane whenever I want because I'm a demon. Oh, or because there's like six people inside of me. <laughs> oh shit. I didn't even oh, think boy. about that. <laughs> this is why we need this movie. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot off an email to uh A twenty four to see if we can get hereditary to greenlit. <laughs> um so, uh yeah, that's hereditary. Um, it was very good. Yeah, I love this movie a lot. Um, it's probably my favorite horror movie right now. One of my favorite mm. movies. Um, Vicky, your thoughts? It was scary. Glad I it's got over. scared talking about it. Yeah. Um. So, how do you guys feel now, having seen this movie about going to see Midsummer next month? Oh boy. Well, you'll yeah. see how much of a movie I actually watch. Yeah, you'll watch all of it. We're going to do, like, Clockwork <laughs> Orange and just, like, tape your eyes open. <laughs> we'll bring someone else along. Lucas can come with a spray bottle to make sure your eyes don't dry out. Oh, yeah, no, I would not go without Lucas. Because I need... I don't think either of you guys would appreciate me clinging on to you. No, we're not that close. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you think? Are you excited? <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be really good, and I'll watch it, and I'll be like, man, I could watch that again, but I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so I guess that's going to do it for a discussion on Hereditary. Um, I think this is one of the better movies we've watched. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Uh, next Thank episode, you. we are watching uh, the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, a movie that I will honestly be shocked if we come to the recording and have all actually watched the same version because <laughs> there's about eight of them and I think they all have Donald Sutherland in them yeah and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> yeah so good luck um, let's yeah. watch all of them I think we actually are all watching the same one because uh, all three of us have said something about Jeff Goldblum being in it so and Jeffrey 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 yeah so we're gonna have to not make any Jeffrey jokes during next week's recording that's a good rule yeah it's sort of like an extra layer of inside joke that we just can't do <laughs> can't go that deep uh and that's gonna do it for us here uh thanks for listening listening I love you, thank you for listening you're gonna have to do your part again johnny because i talked over you oh uh, well it's all right no it's cool i'll just do it next time okay yeah screw it see you guys all right bye you can follow the Discomfort Zone on Twitter at zone underscore discomfort and contact us via email at discomfortzonepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.